Welcome. I am super excited about this Sabbath day reading um, that is live. Okay, and so all praises to the Most High. Happy Sabbath to everyone. I want to get straight into it um, because all praises to the Lord. It has been a journey, but I'm so grateful and I'm grateful for everything that um, I will be sharing or felt led to share um, with you all today. First of all, um, I got inspired to start um, doing a Sabbath day reading live when I was reading in Acts that um, the Apostle Paul, he was reading. Well, they read on the Sabbath. They read the law and the prophets and um, the Apostle Paul was, um, you know, he was invited to give an exhortation after they read the law and the prophets. So all praises to the Most High. I want to make sure that everything is in order and everything is right and decent and in order. And I'm going to go into actual order with the exhortation. But I will, first of all, give praises and honors to the Most High and start with the law and the prophets. So I wanted to break it down and share if you are not aware um, from biblical scripture, the law and the prophets is two sections of the Bible that they've been broken down to. So the law is the first five books of the Bible. So the first five books of the Bible being Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. Right. So that is considered to be the law, right? God's law. And it's also called the Pentateuch. The first five books of the Bible are called the Pentateuch. And this is the law that I believe that they were reading in Acts. And so the prophets of the Bible, the thing went down, sorry. The prophets um, list and segmentation in the Bible is um, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, and Daniel, those are the major prophets, right? The minor prophets in the Bible, which I'm not quite sure why they have the major and the minor. It may be based on the length of the book that is in the Bible. I'm just guessing because these uh, minor prophets seem to be a bit shorter in length. Um, I would say likely, probably. Some of the, the major prophets are longer. I think I'm right, but I'm going to research that. And if you know then let me know and, and let me be verified in that. But I think that is it. Um, somebody confirm to me and leave a comment. All right. And so the minor prophets are 12. They are Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi are the minor prophets, right? And so I'm thinking it's based on that, but I will be reading some from the law and I will be reading some from the prophets. And so where I got inspired and led to read um, today is in Genesis. And I'm going to be um, speaking concerning Noah, um, sharing more concerning Noah. And I am into the, the major prophet. I'm going to be reading some from Isaiah. So I'm not going to read the whole book <clears throat> maybe I should read the whole book, but I'm going to read the segments that are pertaining to um, the message that I will be sharing, right? So I'm going to read that. So, all right. And so I'm going to get started. I'm going to get straight into it. So um, I don't want to waste time. 
Time is of the essence, right? Okay, and so um, so like I was saying, um, where I got inspired to start reading on the Sabbath day from and sharing it was in the book of Acts. So I'm gonna go to the book of Acts and read that part. It is Acts 13, 14 through 15. Um, if you're not aware, and please feel free to go and read these, you know, these books on your own time and, you know, just get the most out of it. Um, get the most out of, you know, what there is to be gotten. There's so much truth and so much inspiration. This is God's word. This is truth. Like, it literally is truth. But this is where I was inspired by in Acts. I'm going to read everything straight from the Bible. I have it written down and I could read it from the computer, but I am going to read it from the book. Okay, I'm going to read it from the book. And so 13 um, and 14 through 15. All right. And so this is the King James Version. All right. And so um, 13 and 14 of Acts, it says, Now when Paul and his company moved from Paphos, they came to Perga in Pamphylia. And John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia, Pisidia, and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets, the rulers of the synagogue sent unto them saying, you men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say on so um, if you have anything, basically it's saying, if you have anything to share with us, then share it with us um, now. And this is after they read the law and the prophets and who um, the readers of the Sabbath were talking to. They were talking to Paul and his company. Right. Um, we see that from 13 through 15 in Acts 13. Um, that he was telling them to go ahead. If you have an exhortation that you would like to share with us, then please share it with us. So say on. Right. Um, and that is from Acts 13, but I'm going to go into Genesis, right? I'm going to go into Genesis and I'm going to share more about Noah and how I was really led to be, I was really inspired in this word of sharing more about Noah and the power, right, of Noah being found righteous in his generation, right? And righteous in his day during that time of existence, how Noah stood out. Because there was one thing that was said to me. Um, well, there's one thing that, um, how do I say this? So like I was inspired. So I was in prayer. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so I was in prayer. And I was doing the prayer thing. And, you know, the prayer was good. The prayer was praying. <laughs> and I heard your actions are worship, right? So I heard your actions are worship. And so when I heard your actions are worship, I was like, yeah, that's right. Like, your actions are worship. Like, our actions are worship. So we can get 
intentionally in the presence of the most high, right? We can set time, do whatever. Get intentionally in the most high's presence and say whatever or pray whatever, right? But that is prayer that is like set up for that, right? But the thing about it is everything we do is prayer. Everything that we do is prayer. And I heard your actions are worship. And so the thing is about it is we bless God by doing what God told us to do, by doing what God told us to do, right? And this is so in, in alignment with keeping God's commandments, right? So I wanted to expound on this some more. And so the thing about it is when we disobey God, we are actually in idolatry. When we disobey God, we are actually in idolatry. When we disobey God, what we are doing is worshiping other gods. We're worshiping other gods. So whatever that thing is that's causing us to disobey God, whatever that thing is that's causing us to disobey God, we are worshiping that thing. Like that's what we're worshiping. If we're disobeying God, we're worshiping the other thing that is causing us to disobey God. And so what what when I heard your actions are worship, it was profound to me that um, Noah, um, Noah really stood out to me. So Noah found favor with God when everybody else was doing their own thing. Right. I'm talking about our actions. I'm talking about how our actions are worship and how our actions align with obeying the most high. Right. And so this thing says, um, well, the concept is that Noah found favor with God when everybody else was doing their own thing, just in the world, doing whatever they wanted to do. Right. So. Noah found favor of God with everybody else doing their own thing. Um, and then there's this quote, like, Noah looked crazy, like, right? Noah is over here. He's building the ark. And he's looking crazy because it's never rained on earth before. And Noah is looking crazy, right? But he's obeying God. And Noah looked crazy to everybody else until it started to rain. That's one of my favorite quotes. I got to post that somewhere. But Noah was looking crazy until it started to rain, right? Because he found favor in the sight of the Lord and he was being obedient. So it doesn't matter how the thing looks on the outside. If we're being obedient to the most high and doing what we're supposed to do, then that is all, absolutely all that matters. That's all that matters. So no one looked crazy until it was time to rain. So God flooded the earth, right? God flooded the earth. Um, and the word was saying that the earth was filled with iniquity, and it was evil. So during this time of Noah's days and Noah's generation, God flooded the earth because the earth was filled with iniquity. People were doing what was right in their own eyes. Nobody was obeying God. They were pretty much just doing what they wanted to do, right? They were doing whatever they wanted to do. And so what I believe, I believe is that the great flood that is in the book of Genesis, that it is a mass cleaning and a clearing and a cleansing of the earth. I believe that that is what that was, right? Because God said the earth was filled with iniquity. It was filled with disobedience, people doing what they wanted to do, right? 
And God even repented and and felt bad that he had created the earth in that time, right? Um, and so God was angry. God was angry. And so the earth was so like defiled. It was defiled and it was out of order, out of order. It was not meant like people weren't doing. People weren't acting according to the way that God intended for the earth to be set up as right. Like they were out of alignment for and out of order with the way God wanted the earth, how God wanted the earth to be ran. Right. And so I can see why God was angry and mad with creation when he created creation. So I thought about this, too. So imagine if you create a robot. Right. And you create this robot and you set this robot up because you do you want this robot to do what you want it to do. Right. But although you set this robot up, the robot actually does the opposite of what you tell it to do. And the robot is like totally disobedient to the commands. Because think about it. We have AI now. We have all these apps like Siri, Google Home and all this stuff. And we expect that when we give those robots commands, that those robots are going to do what we're commanding them to do. And these people in the Bible during that time, they were not so... So that's why you telling Siri or whoever your AI assistant is, hey, play this and they do the opposite. And even that actually happens. And isn't that frustrating when you tell the thing to do something and it does the opposite or it just does not do what you want it to do? And so try to imagine how God feels. God has created this creation and they aren't, you know, being the creation that they were supposed to be. So yes, God wiped out the earth. Like God flooded the earth. God says, you know what? I'm tired of, I'm tired of this. I'm over this. I'm about to clean this thing out. <laughs> I'm about to clear this thing out and I am going to make it anew. But Noah, right? Noah found favor with God, even though the earth was dirty and undefiled, Noah found favor with the Most High. And so he built an ark. So actions are so important because actions are part of, actions are worship, right? Actions are worship, not just our speech, but actions are worship. So actions are actually worship. And so I wanted to um, get into um, Hebrews and talk about faith, right? Because Actually, Noah is mentioned in the New Testament um, where the Apostle Paul is talking about faith because we know faith to be action, right? The word says um, that faith without works, faith without actions is dead. It's in vain. So if we go to Hebrews 11, 7, and I, it was already right here, probably likely. Let me see. Okay, yeah. So Hebrews 11, 7, right? In verse seven, in Hebrews eleven seven, it mentions Noah again. It says, uh, "By faith, right, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, right, he haven't seen them. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence 
of things unseen, right? So Noah had the evidence, but even though he didn't see it in the natural, he moved on faith. So it says, by faith, Noah, when we, being warned of things not seen in godly fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. So there is a righteousness that comes by faith. When we operate in alignment with what God wants us to do, there is a righteousness that we have when we are following God's words, God's laws, God's commandments, right? What God wants us to do, then we're operating in faith. And so it says there that Noah was operating in faith. Right. And so Noah built an ark um, and Paul was expounding on that in Hebrews 11, 7. Um, and so it talks about more. Paul goes into more about talking into what our foremothers and forefathers uh, did and the elders did by faith in that uh, Hebrews 7. Right. And it was saying that Mo, uh, Noah was moved with holy fear and holy reverence of what the Most High did. Right. And y'all, I'm talking into two, I'm talking to Facebook and I'm talking to YouTube. So <laughs> if I'm looking back and forth, that is why. But anything, if anything, it says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Um, and so. Again, without faith. Um, the Bible says faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. And so um, it says that uh, Noah was moved with holy fear. And in one of the versions of the Bible, it says Noah was moved with holy, holy fear. And that stood out to me about Noah being moved, Noah being moved with holy fear. Right. And so that is like. Noah is like, I better do this. Like God is not playing with me, right? I better do this. If I don't do this, it's going to be a serious problem. And I think it's so important to, for us to move like God is not playing, like God is really serious and take God seriously because that's how we keep the commandments. That's one of the greatest commandments is to love God with all that we are. And so all that we are, if we're loving God with all that we are, what we do comes from who we are, right? What we do comes from who we are. And so I'm going to get to it. All right. And so it says, um, he was moved with holy fear, right? He was moved with obedience. So that holy fear caused him to be obedient, right? And so because of their action, um, and because of their obedience of, you know, the elders that, um, Paul is talking about in Hebrews, then we can move with that holy fear and we can move in obedience today. And the word is also, it also says um, diligently seek the Lord, right? Diligently seek the Lord. If we're seeking, we're obeying and we're being intentional about serving, right? We're being intentional about serving. And so it says that he became the heir of righteousness, which is by faith, right? And so Hebrews 11 verse 16, it goes on to say, um, okay, so it's talking about the elders now, right? And it was talking about um, Abraham um, and Sarah and everyone that was moved. And I'll actually read from verse 14. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, um, sorry, 14 says, now those who say such things um, 
that they are seeking a country of their own. Okay, sorry, 13, y'all. All these people died in faith without receiving the things that were promised. However, they saw them and welcomed them from afar. How did they see them? They saw them through the realm of faith, right? They saw them from afar off. And they acknowledged that they were strangers and the exiles on the earth, right? There's from a different kingdom, understanding that this kingdom, this world is not ours, but we live and we are moved by the kingdom of the most high God, right? We are kingdom ambassadors. We are kingdom citizens. And so um, the, he has prepared a city for them, right? And this is the promised land. So by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac on the altar, who had received the promises, was ready to offer his one and only son. Sounds familiar. Even though God said, had said to him, through Isaac, your offspring will be reckoned, right? Abraham reasoned that God could raise him from the dead. And that is so powerful to me right there. First of all, what that's really saying right there is that God had promised that Abraham's seed through Isaac would be many, right? And so right there, it's alluding to that um, if that Abraham believed God so much, that if Isaac had have, had have died, then God will be able to bring Isaac back from the dead, right? We know that a lot of the miracles that Yeshua did, he was raising from the dead. Yeshua himself was raised from the dead. So back in Genesis, Abraham knew that the Most High God had, God had the power for the raising of the dead, for the raising of the dead. This is in Genesis. This is in Genesis. And so... Mm, Anyway, I'm excited. All right. And so and so even though God says him through Isaac, your offspring will be reckoned. Your, your seed is going to be so much on the earth. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. And in a sense, he did receive Isaac back from death. In Abraham's mind, he had already obeyed God, right? He, Isaac was, when God said, kill your son, Isaac was as good as dead in Abraham's mind, like, he had already mourned him. He already had mourned from him. So he was pretty much gone because God said it, right? And so I think that is quite powerful, very much so, right? Um, and so in 16, it says they were longing for a better country is, is what it is. Um, and this is Hebrews 11, 16. Um, and what I believe I had there was that God wasn't ashamed to be called their God, right? So God didn't have to wipe these forefathers and elders that had faith. He didn't have to wipe them off the earth, right? He didn't have to wipe them from the earth because he wasn't ashamed to be their God. They weren't disgraceful to him, right? They weren't, they weren't disgraceful to him. Um, and where is that said? All right. And this is the NIV. And said they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, 
for he has prepared a city for them. So we were talking about the AI earlier, but even on a more personal level, if, level, if I am your father, right? If I am your father and you are just a disobedient child and you are a child that brings me disgrace and brings me dishonor, then uh, I might be a little bit ashamed to like, say that I'm your parent. But um, in Hebrews, um, Paul was breaking down that God was not ashamed to be called their God. He wasn't a disgrace to them. So back in Noah's days, um, the people, they were a disgrace to God um, and they were most displeasing to the father. So God was displeased with how everything was going in Genesis. And that um, area, it says that um, God repented and he was mad that he had even made the earth. Right. And so in Hebrews 11, 40, I'll go into it. So in Hebrews 11, 40, it reads, God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should be made perfect. Right. So. God's body, right? God's people in the earth. We are considered to be God's body, right? God's um God's body, right? So we have arms, legs. We're doing God's will in the earth. So we're a part of God. And so God's body and God's people have a promise, although they didn't make it to see the promise. Those elders, they didn't make it to see the promise. We all together who are here now We'll see it when Yeshua returns. So when Yeshua returns, we will see it. Um, and so we'll help you. And it's like um a, a pet name. You know, it's like God calling you my baby, my love. You know what I'm saying? And it is Jeshurun. Jeshurun. Jeshurun means upright righteousness. Jeshurun, it says, is a poetic name uh, for Israel, like, right, for Jacob. He calls him Jacob. He calls him Israel. He calls him Jeshurun. So, so beloved, right? Righteous, beloved. And so um, it is in the Tanakh in the Bible. Um, and it is generally thought to be from the root word upright, upright. So I thought that was quite powerful. Um, that That's what Jeshurun means, little tidbit, right? And so... I just found that powerful. So that was Isaiah 44, one through four. Um, and so I'm not going to be very much longer, but I did want to read the Aleph because the Aleph has always been powerful to me before we go. Um, and I was inspired to read the Aleph today. If I can find the Aleph, let me find it real quick, y'all. Um, so the left is actually um, Psalm 119. It's Psalm 119. All praises to the most high. So the left is Psalm 119. It's the first through the eighth verse. And I was inspired to read this today. It says, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Then I shall not be ashamed 
when I have respect unto your commandment. I will praise you with an uprightness of heart, right? Jeshurun means upright. I will praise you with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned of your righteous judgments, right? When I learn to keep your commandments, when I learn your righteous judgments, I will praise you with an upright heart. Um, I will keep your statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Even in Isaiah 44, it says that God says, I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to forsake you. So that is Psalm 119, one through eight. It is the aleph, right? It is the aleph. And we're talking about actions here. Um, and so that is the action of us keeping God's commandments, right? Because when we keep God's commandments and when we do what the Lord says and we're when we're obedient to the Most High, we will be more inclined to come into his presence and to give him the praise and the glory and the honor that is due to the Most High, right? We will be better equipped and more inclined to it, right? And so praise God for that. <clears throat> And so I wanted to share a bit about the Sabbath day. I think the Sabbath day is like really honestly set up for us to have more um, to have more order and structure in our lives. But I am actually going to since I've been running on already with this, um, I'm going to save it for next Sabbath. God willing, we will all see next Sabbath. So peace and blessings. I'm going to share um, a little bit more about what I was going to say um, for next Sabbath, Lord willing. Right. So I hope you enjoyed, um, you know, this and enjoyed listening to the Sabbath day reading and the bit of exhortation. Um, yeah. If you are not following Breath of Life daily, not subscribe, make sure you go ahead and subscribe of course, on YouTube, Facebook, and the eblast. You can go to breathoflifedaily.com to get the eblast, right? Um, and so I just think it's so important for us to, to keep God's commandments and keep the Sabbath day and all the other commandments. And so we have the Ten Commandments, right? But we have to really look at that God's word says that all of the commandments, all of the law, all of the prophets hang on this. Love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. In doing this, you are keeping the commandments, right? You are keeping the commandments because your heart is naturally not breaking any of them. All of everything hangs on those two commandments, right? So peace and blessings. I pray that you all are good and I pray that you are blessed. Stay blessed throughout the whole week. Remember to focus on the most high. Remember Noah, right? Remember God's word. Remember even in Abraham about to kill Isaac, all of that still came through Israel, right? Without Isaac, there would be no Israel, right? So God is faithful. God is the faithful one. So I pray you all have a blessed 
Sabbath and a blessed week. Until next time. Bye.